0: Hello everybody, and welcome to episode ten of T.W.E.T. Ten episodes, guys. We've made it with there in double figures. How are you feeling about I that? Ten was
1: the last one.
0: No, nine was the last no. one.
1: Are you sure? I feel like we've done ten already. No. <laughs> okay, ignore
0: me. Has, has the lockdown just kind of confused you? Do you know what day of the week it is today, Leech? <laughs>
2: um. The best part is, he probably doesn't. Oh, (laughs) yeah.
0: Okay, so we managed to establish, you know, what day of the week it is. That's that's good. (laughs) I'm not being funny, but in this Discord channel right now, like I always post the episodes, and it literally says that on the screen, episode nine. Looking at the
1: screen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) True. You are our resident playing games whilst podcasting podcaster, so that's fine. (laughs) Um. Right, Leech. we'll leave you to play Forza, because uh, I want to start with Roost this week. Roost, tell me what you've been playing. What, what's what been on the agenda?
2: A decent mix of games. Um, so, primarily been playing quite a bit of squad, with the squad, naturally. <laughs> uh, because we've been playing quite a bit of squad, uh, finally got convinced to give Post Scriptum a-, a go as well, which is... Basically, squad. Yeah, basically, squad in World War (laughs) Two. Dabbled in some Apex since season five's come out. Uh, It's got some hit rage issues. Some. (laughs) It's got completely hit rage issues (laughs) and only hit rage issues. I would never
0: have guessed from the rage that came from Leechy the other day.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, for the most part, that's it. Played a little bit of uh, Elder Scrolls Online as well. Oh, really? I also yes. I gave that an install. What What did you do on ESO then? Uh, not much. Just got all my stuff reset back up because I had to reinstall it. So uh, to make sure everything was set up and I had my macros and yeah. stuff like that. Are you kind of
0: preparing to play Greymore then?
2: Uh, nah, not really. Um, I still haven't played. So I bought the pack the he came up with a necromancer. Yeah, and I made necromancer, which is still only like level twelve. So, I should probably play more of that. <laughs> Let's go back to actually
0: play it. I I think yep. I think I I turned ESO on actually about Actually playing the game so. is a good start. Yeah, yeah. That's usually how you level up. I I think <laughs> I think I played it maybe a couple of months ago, and it's just I don't know. I just. <sighs> of course it's a massive multiplayer online so you need to play it with people but when you're not playing with people it's just very very hard to stay engaged i think if you've not got yeah. like that re- regular group playing it all the time i i find i found it difficult playing solo so i can kind of get it um but a fairly wide variety of different games i think because we've been playing um quite a bit together <laughs> we're probably going to be saying the same stuff so we'll move on to lychee now uh and wait for him to say "Squad" and Horter "Postscriptum." post-scriptum. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and also "Apex."
1: Yeah. So,
0: so how how have Major, they been? Registered. <laughs> yeah, we could tell. <laughs> <laughs> so, kind of, how how have they been for you, Leech? Um, you know, Squad and everything, and uh, and Postscriptum.
1: Yeah, it's all right. Um, Squad. I think uh, obviously I didn't play it for a long time mm. until more recently when we got back into it. Um, and I'd, I'd be tempted to say the performance is tenfold, like, it, oh, it's so, so much better. better. Yeah, and um, the game's actually playable these days. Um, Postscriptum is a little bit backwards. Um, you know, it's based off of the the same core mechanics as Squad, but it's still ultimately developed
2: independently. So, there's still a little bit of room for improvement on there, but... It's got some things that are nice and I, I like more than squad and then other things that Squad has recently implemented. Post cryptum is either yet to have or not going to have. Yeah, like soldier dragging. Yeah, that's so helpful. I,
1: I
0: assume that's what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um now as for for me in terms of squad, so I've only just recently kind of obtained squad. And so it was my first time playing it. And I've always wanted something that's kind of kind of like squads. Something that's just, you know, you're in a large kind of area. It's, it's very similar to Battlefield. Um, but it seems to be more focused on kind of realism as much as it can do. Of course, you it's a video game, so there's still ways to break it. And there's still a lot of bullshit that happens quite a lot. And um, it's it's got a very, very steep learning curve. It's very difficult to kind of get into if you don't know what you're doing and you're not playing with people. Um, you know, uh, th- thankfully, every time I've kind of played by myself, the community's always been there and the community actually on the game are really, really good if you're new players and they can, like, tell you how to, um, or tell you what to do, tell you how to do things, and they're, they're generally quite friendly. i found, anyway, I've not found too many, you know... Yeah, I, I think people. the uh,
1: the worst time for that is during a free weekend when you've got a load of new people coming to the game just because it's free and they they don't have a clue and they're just ready to rage at the game basically because they can't run in gung-ho and get all the kills like you would on a shipment match of call of duty yeah
0: which i I hear you
1: that's another thing yeah that's that's what i've been back to play How, how uh... how
0: have you found the new season of call of duty
1: uh it's it's all right um i've recently discovered like having taken a break from it and going back to it now um there's quite a few new maps like there's there's a couple of classics that have come back and uh just as fun as they always were to play um but yeah there's there's a couple of new ones in there that kind of like i loaded in and i was like um i i don't like i i have no memory of this place (laughs) is it
0: 2009 (laughs) what's going on what's (laughs) happening
1: Uh, yeah what's going on (laughs) um but uh, I've been rinsing a lot of gun game, actually, and recently discovered I'm pretty good at gun game. Nonsense. So, uh, I don't know, you've got to see it to believe it. But... <laughs> yeah, but it
2: didn't record, so I didn't see it, so I'm not going to believe it. Ah,
1: it is recording now. Oh, no, damn. Have some recordings.
2: <laughs> damn. I <laughs> I'll have to hack you and delete the videos.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get to reinstall the game but I he... have
2: reinstalled the game Is it done now? Is so it you really? shut your filthy whore mouth finally. Well at
1: last you told me it was 58 gig left <laughs> Yeah well now it's done So you shut your
2: filthy whore mouth
0: <laughs> Well it's about time We can finally get our ass handed yeah, to it's us It's not my Warzone. fault the
2: game decided to Uninstall itself because of an update Then have many issues trying to reinstall So I gave up trying to reinstall I mean that was about two months ago <laughs> Yes, but I couldn't be bothered anymore.
0: Fair enough. To be fair, the game is nearly 200 gig now yep. on PC, so why would you waste your time or space if you're not going to play it? I mean, I, I
2: I finally decided to bite the bullet and was just like, I'm oh, just fine, like, I'll I'll, ch- I'll, I'll chuck it on and I'll just I'll just leave it on, but now, I kept having to turn it off because I kept was uh, doing. Things that I needed my internet for, no, such so. as uh, you know, in- interview stuff, uh, video, <laughs> cl- video calls. And things like that. <laughs> <Just> like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I better, I better turn this download off because I don't want to be breaking up in this video <laughs> call and things
0: like just that. pixelating. <laughs> just way pure pixelated. Just...
2: This is me. I'm a pixel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I am made up of precisely three pixels: one for the head, one for the body, one for the legs. <laughs>
0: Uh, right, so uh, what what have I been playing? Um, we don't care. No, it,
1: mate, you tell us. It's very,
0: very similar to, of course, what you guys have been playing. So, like I said, I recently bought Squad, which is a fantastic game to play. Uh, I enjoyed my time with it. There have been some moments I, that all of us have been involved in that have just been incredible. I mean, I've, I don't think I've ever really shit myself to the point that I have in Squad whilst playing like a war simulator game. Um, especially that time we got carpet bombed (laughs) that was terrifying
2: hilarious
0: and just brilliant in every
2: way destroyed i'm just stood there going oh shit there's like a mortar strike coming in we one line lands right next to us and we start running and then just Carpet bomb. Rest.
0: carpet bomb or, just
2: yeah and oh. you know
1: we, we didn't we didn't <laughs> take it out of there you know <laughs> was... i like the fact that you've like really taken on the squad lead role though because that's something i don't like doing <laughs>
0: <laughs> well uh nobody else wants to do it so <laughs> I've, I've... it's good to have a real squad leader because
2: i i, I exclusively play medic on that game unless the, yeah. both the medic roles are taken and i really enjoy the medic role on that game so it's just like I'll take squad lead if I have I used to, to play a lot of medic, but I've branched out a bit. I was more, yeah. more
1: uh, auto-rifleman or uh, anti-tank, I like.
2: Yeah. I think one thing that makes me such a good medic on that game is I'm so ballsy. Like, revac that time that you were just, like, out in the middle of a road, uh, you were down. <laughs> and I just threw us spl- i don't know i didn't even throw a smoke no you didn't just run out just, ran out, just grabbed, grabbed me your body and dragged you me <laughs> back into the compound and managed to get you back up I, just, I should not have been able to
0: do that but i was for anybody who doesn't know squads um they just implemented the ability to be able to pull a down teammate so that you can get them into cover but it is the sluggiest thing i've ever witnessed it's so slow like it looks like you're physically pulling something that weighs a ton it just takes forever this crazy guy right up here decided I'm going to run right in the middle of an entire battlefield of just bullets just flying everywhere it was like a scene out of a movie like I was watching Hacksaw Ridge or something um, <laughs> you just pulling me going don't worry I've got you I'm Going, roost get back get back
2: <laughs> I did get you you did I think one of the, I think one of the nicest ones was a uh... Tigger, uh, run up, grab him, start pulling him. Someone pushes. I am, I quickly drop him, ready my weapon, killed the guy that was about to kill us, and then just went back to dragging Lichi again. And was like, (laughs) okay, I've got you. By the way, the guy who killed you is now dead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's there have been some really good moments. I think I've had more kind of like better moments on squad than what i have on battlefield and i played battlefield for years but i just yeah. I, I get the sense that battlefield in terms of teamwork works really well and you have to work as a team to be able to succeed in battlefield but i think that's more so for squad if you're if your team kind of and your entire squad doesn't really work well together you're never going to get anywhere and it's always going to be a really long uphill battle i think us as a team, we've worked really well and granted, we've put ourselves in some ridiculous positions like when we decided to join up with that other squad in the logistics vehicle to then get just shot to high heaven. um, All of us nearly dying. A tank crashing through a wall. Uh, there's just chaos on comms. Everybody screaming. Oh, that. It's moments like that that make squad just perfect. But, i I, i'm gonna stop talking about it for now um i've been playing some more escape from tarkov i've been playing so much escape from tarkov with the wipe so intimate (laughs) imminent with the wipe right around the corner (laughs) um i've been focusing on kind of learning other maps watching a lot of videos like uh pistilli and um and so on, uh, just to kind of get a good grasp of the maps and so on, because the way that the wipe's going to work is, it's expected, and this has been the same with every other wipe, that everybody is just going to hit Factory and Customs, and and they're going to, you're probably going to take about 20 minutes getting into one of those maps just to play that map, and, you know, it's because the early game missions are in Customs, Factory is a good way to, if you manage to successfully get out, to get a whole bunch of gear, because it's just so small um whereas you're also going to have people hitting up reserve as well because that's where a lot of good meds and weapons and stuff are so it's trying to learn maps like reserve like shoreline like interchange to make sure that you can hit the right loot spots as soon as the game kind of wipes but the problem is they're also changing the loot system so it's going to be interesting to see how this dynamic loot system that they're putting in is going to work we can only really find out and Hopefully two to three weeks, I think, is the estimate from the community. I'm not too sure if that will happen, but um, we can only wait and see. And then the the last thing that I've been playing is something that I should really have played a long time ago and I've only just started getting into. Um, DFINITY Original Sin 2. Now...
2: By my my recommendation. Yeah.
0: um, (laughs) It's so good. It was 15 quid on Steam. I've recently sold all my CSGO skins thanks to your recommendation as well. Uh, which is <laughs> good for that. <laughs> which has given me a, a nice, fairly good sum of hey, money on Steam. You, new
2: section for the podcast Rooster's recommendations.
0: <laughs> Look, just a broken <laughs> clock is right twice a day. Chill your beans.
1: <laughs> Calm down. I've been right three times.
2: <laughs> really had to think about that then, didn't you? You are struggling to get that one out.
0: Me, yeah. I've absolutely ruined. <laughs> um, but but anyway, yeah, so I got some funds from my CSGO skins because I don't play that game anymore. There's no point in me sitting there okay. holding on to skins that I'm just never going to care about again. So I thought I'd sell them. Um, Divinity Original Sin 2 was on sale for 15 quid. So I thought to myself, you know what? Fantastic reviews. It's supposed to be one of the best games of the last decade. Um, Has got nothing but, you know, really positive response from the entire kind of community and so on. And they're now, Larian Studios are now making Baldur's Gate 3. So I thought, you know what, now's going to be a good time to pick it up. excitement. And it is one of the most difficult games I've ever played, but I can't put it down. All I've thought about today whilst at work is going, oh. What am I going to do next? Where am I going to go? I'm stuck on this point and I'm getting absolutely hammered. What can I do? It's so hard to do anything in that game, but it's so good. I hate you, Roost. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: You're welcome. <laughs> I'm now stuck in this void <laughs> where I just well, don't think I'm ever going to come me out. I'm going to to
2: redownload it because I haven't played it for like four months. So uh, I'm going to be playing that again. It's so, so good. But
0: that's what we've all been playing. Um, hopefully anybody that's watching this, you've been trying out some new games during this time or you know, you've been picking up that game that you've wanted to play for a long time but work has always kind of got in the way. Hopefully with some more free time that you might have, you may get this. Uh, sorry, you may have played those games. Um, just really quickly as well. So I've loaded up Steam um, just to kind of see what's on sale and stuff. And Crusader Kings 3 apparently is now up for pre-purchase. I didn't even know it was in the works. Did you not? No. Well, yeah, it's, uh, it's looking pretty good, to be fair. I'm going to have to watch a couple of videos on that, but apparently that's available from September 1st. I, I, <laughs> I have no idea. Um, oh, something I should definitely mention, as I've just, wi- <laughs> just seen it myself as well. If... <laughs> if this is the first time you're ever watching this or you're just watching the podcast on the actual screen you may be wondering why our profile pictures <laughs> are, oh, yes. are what they are
2: <laughs> I forgot about that it's <laughs> a, a fair thing to mention you know
0: um, we've of course got Doug Judy the Pontiac Bandit Sergeant Terry Jeffords and Detective jacob peralta uh it's an it's an inside joke between all of us in in one of the discord channels um don't ask me why i got terry i'm happy with that though i mean look at him look at his smile doesn't it just makes you smile (laughs) yeah good old terry cruz but uh yeah it's an inside joke so uh... (laughs) you forgot about that Okay, <laughs> so I
2: felt like in typical Jake fashion, I had to get the worst picture of Jake Peralta I could as well. So of of course, that's why that's why mine is as abysmal as it is. Doug's looking
0: as cute as ever. Look look at him. Look at that smile. And, yeah, and Terry's just always professional, always professional. Uh, right, so gaming news. So um, there's been quite a lot, actually, that's been going on over the last couple of weeks in terms of kind of reveals and um, showcases and everything like that. I think one of the... That's not
2: just not gameplay reveals. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one of the biggest things that came out was Xbox's gameplay reveal.
2: Big quotation marks around the gameplay.
0: Yes. So uh, a lot of you will know when you've listened to other podcasts that, um, especially me and Roost, we're, you know, we're very much on the side of Xbox in terms of if there's a console war, um, we're we're very much much off the next. Obviously,
2: PC mustard rice, but
0: um... yeah, of course, all the way. So, um, it's it. I didn't have a problem with it at all. Genuinely, I thought I there was some was... gameplay stuff, but I think people's it, it expectations was a were too good
2: events it wasn't what was advertised yeah you know, i it think badly it's marketed. the problem it was a good event badly marketed and thus so sour taste in the mouth yeah for quite a lot of people um, yeah
0: i think everybody was super excited to see assassin's creed valhalla yeah. and the promise of gameplay immediately you do think that there is going to be an actual like five ten minute
2: yeah i feel like it, in technicalities their advertisement was correct but is not what is expected when you say gameplay. Yes, what we saw was in gameplay engine. in the sense of it was in-engine gameplay footage, but with uh, inserted camera work and so extra cameras in the scene so you get more of a third person or side on sort of view of what is actually being played. But when you say gameplay reveal event with lots of gameplay trailers you do expect to see more what you're actually going to experience if you buy the game.
1: I I want to see a guy stood there with a controller in hand, you know, running up and, like, agitating
2: some guards or something. So, although technically they provided exactly what they said they would, they didn't provide what was implied we would get, I suppose. And so people weren't very happy when they were told they'd get gameplay Uh, like actual gameplay and they more got trailers made out of snippets of gameplay. Then it was just sort of people weren't that happy. I wasn't, I thought it was a good event. I enjoyed the footage we saw, but I did finish watching it a bit like, Oh, I mean, I was expecting better.
0: Mm. I think I was very much kind of the same. I didn't have a problem with it in terms of what it showed, but I feel like it was, quite underwhelming. There there were some yeah. good-looking games, but nothing that I'm super, super excited for, except for Assassin's Creed. I think a lot of people did tune in just to see the Assassin's Creed kind of reveal I just, and stuff.
2: I just really wonder when we're finally going to get that Elden Ring gameplay trailer. I'm starting to think Elden Ring doesn't really exist. <laughs> it's Elden just an Ring. enigma.
1: Uh,
0: okay. <laughs> so So, yeah, when it comes to the Assassin's Creed... Piece. a lot of people seem to be pointing their finger at microsoft um and it's as if ubisoft are kind of falling under that radar because it was microsoft re- microsoft's reveal what do you guys think about that i personally think that they ubisoft are kind of
2: ubisoft off of would it. have
1: curated
2: yeah the trailer will be ubisoft ubisoft would have just sent a video to the like microsoft team play this that's how it. That's how it works. Microsoft didn't make that trailer. Uh, Microsoft are at fault for the bad marketing because Microsoft yeah. are the ones who, you know, they had all of these trailers and they marketed it as gameplay. Yeah, gameplay um, reveal. Tra- okay, yeah, a right. gameplay reveal event. Uh, I think that it should have been named better, and it would have been much better. But at the end of the day, it's the it's the development studios or, and or publishing studios of these games that are the ones who created the trailers so that Assassin's Creed Valhalla sort of gameplay snippets trailer thing that we got was produced and given to Microsoft by Ubisoft if if your problem is with the trailer then your problem should be with Ubisoft if your problem is with the advertisement of the event then your problem should be with Mm. Microsoft there we go.
0: So um, some other things. Then I'm gonna brush uh, quickly past this. It seems the Summer Game Fest that's been going on, um, kind of on all different platforms, streaming, YouTube, Mixer, Twitch. Uh, just seems to be everywhere at the moment, and I think yeah. I think it's fantastic what they're doing. Loving it,
2: absolutely loving it. it, it it's it's probably at the moment the uh, best replacement for E3 that we have. It's not the only replacement for E3. For example, obviously there's a lot of um, sort of Microsoft doing their own things and things like that. Uh, I believe there is a IGN's got something planned uh, for June, I believe, where they've managed to get a load of studios in and it's kind of their sort of mini E3. And obviously we've got the Summer Games Fest uh, with the uh, with Jeff Keely and the Game Awards team, uh, who've put this together, which is at the moment I think the best sort of replacement for E3 we've managed to have this year. I feel like the the concept of it has been brilliant. Uh, the content we've got for it has been brilliant. Yeah. It's been enjoyable, enjoyable to watch, and it's I, I quite like how spread out it is, rather than just being a over the course of like a weekend thing. Uh, they've decided that we're getting you know two or two or three little events a month uh um so we've got a couple coming up in june and, and july and a couple more in august uh, i believe they end in august uh yeah. there's at, at the moment there's none planned for september um which i think is a very important thing to take note of uh just just my, my take on it is uh take note of the fact that all of these events end in September. Every single one. Not a single one of them is running through till September, as of yet. So, uh, I think that means something, personally. But, But yeah, I it's been great.
0: Who knows? You could be reading into it, or...
2: Yeah, I could be really clutching at just straws here, but I have a funny feeling with all of these events and the studios and everything, they they all have this, this sort of inside information that they used to plan these kinds of events and get things ready and I just feel it's a bit coincidental that every single one of them are running May through to August Well we can only wait and see,
0: hopefully exactly. we'll actually get some more information from Microsoft in the Xbox Series X especially since they're going to be doing uh, an event themselves every month, so... Until August Until August, let's... I just want want to pre-order my Series X. That's all I want. (laughs)
2: That's all I want. Well, in August, their last event may show you when you can pre-order it. I want to know now. (laughs) I know you do. I just want to know how much it's going
0: to cost me. How much is my wallet going to cry? No, don't do it to me. That's all I want. <laughs> oh, While well, you stare back at it and go Yes Throwing my my like credit cards and debit cards are Just take my money Going to the bank to take out three mo- three more loans <laughs> What is this loan for, sir an Xbox Series X? Approved <laughs> Uh okay Shit son, me too <laughs> <laughs> So um I think whilst we're on the topic of the um the summer game fest let's just say that they've only had two small events and my christ Carry have they been awesome the first one being the reveal of Carry tony off. hawks pro skater uh, the remaster of
2: i am um, one and
1: two
2: hype, moist. <laughs> I, yeah, it makes
0: me moist what i'm what i'm really liking about this is how the the team that are creating the game um and tony hawk himself that they've looked at it and said look we're gonna be redoing one and two but what do we naturally do when we're playing a tony hawk's game of course you've got the 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 best example they gave was the revert skill where you could go up a half pipe come back down revert and carry on your combo because let's face it that game was all about kind of combining different skills to make a large combo
2: liked their take on it i i i completely agree with the point they made of the the revert wasn't in one and two uh it came in in three however you don't remember timelines like that you don't remember exactly which game a, a move came in that was then in every single one and as they said the developers Kept trying, kept going for it, kept trying to do the revert to continue it. And their playtesters all went to try and do it before realizing, oh, I can't. Oh, yeah, it wasn't in these ones. So they felt rather than just sticking to exactly what the games were, they wanted to make sure the games felt nostalgic, but also felt right. And so the little things, again, they used the revert as the example. There's probably plenty more, but that move was brought back into this remake of 1 and 2 because although it wasn't technically there it feels right and it feels like it should be and I just I think that is the right way to remaster games
0: absolutely i completely agree i think them having to go back reevaluate and think to themselves what will actually make this kind of remake better and including yeah. something like a revert which you're so used to because not a lot of people remember one and two. They they don't yeah. remember them as separate games. They kind of all the Tony Hawks merge into one for a lot of people because it was so long ago that they came That's out.
1: That's basically how it is for me. Yeah, the only yeah. one I vividly remember is uh, four, uh, and then going forward with Underground and what have you. But Pro Skater one and two, I, I, I frankly I don't even think I played them, so I'm actually kind of excited to give them that playthrough for the first time.
0: They're, they're fantastic games. They're very, very arcade-esque. It were my childhood. But oh, they I were mine wait. as well. Um, look, I think oh, all I
1: played two. of the first one was uh, I'm pretty sure I had a demo disc with the warehouse level and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> the
2: warehouse level was so
1: good. Frankly, I've probably still got the demo disc somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Get on it,
0: son. God, oh, that must look awful. Uh, me me... and... <laughs> Me and Leech were having a good conversation about this the other day, actually, and saying kind of, you know, we all remember how those early Tony Hawks looked, and the way that the developers have created the kind of, I'm going to call it a remake, Um, I've said remaster I think already, but remake, the way they've done it is they've tried to keep keep the essence of how it looked, how it reacted, and the kind of animations and stuff, but also update it to such a point where it, it still looks new and fresh. But it still has all of the nostalgia from those games and i mean yeah it, lo- that... it doesn't look like the best game ever but it doesn't need to it looks like a tony hawks pro
2: skater and that's what that, people that won. is very good way of putting it to be fair yeah it, it, it looks like what you want it looks like what you expect it looks like tony hawk yeah not, not the, not the game. It, it looks like him. Oh, it's <laughs> just, the game <laughs> just looks like Tony Hawk. <laughs> you, you were gonna say uh, something
0: leech.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna like mention. You know, they, they've somehow managed to get this, this fresh, modern take on the graphics of the game, and you know, textures and stuff look more detailed, like you'd expect from a game releasing in, well, the last five years, frankly, let alone just twenty twenty. Um, but yeah, they, they've, they've. I don't know how they've done it, but they've somehow kept that... I, I don't even... that, that atmosphere. Essence.
0: The, yeah, yeah the, the heart and
1: soul of a pro skater game. Like I said, I only played all that I remember a lot of, but even like with using that as reference material for me, it, you can... Like you said, it looks like a Tony Hawk's pro skater. I, I, if do you
2: like the side-by-side comparisons they made in their own yeah. trailer as well, yeah. of jumping back and forth between the original game and the updated in the same environments you could you got to actively see oh wow this does look spot-on yeah. like
1: I think uh, I think they've they've got it probably so well that if you took somebody that had played the previous Tony Hawk's Pro Skater games the originals but hadn't seen the trailer and you put them down and you sat them in front of the game and let them play, they would immediately know what they were playing. Oh yeah. 100%. I don't think there'd be any doubt as to what game they were playing. They've they've just nailed that aesthetic and yes. from what you can see, even the gameplay, it, it's it's gonna be more fluid and reactive, I'd imagine, as you'd kind of hope, given, you know, tech has advanced massively since the originals. But I think it's gonna be just nostalgic enough that, even though it's gonna be more fluid, uh, these are all assumptions. It might not. It might be just as clunky as the original. No, I think um,
0: they mentioned it in the but... trailer that it's it's a lot more responsive, and they focused on the in like the. In-game I, I remember tech.
1: them touching on. Uh, they they made a big push, at making sure that you could you could, um, you could reliably trick using either the D-pad or yeah. the analog stick, because um, yeah. obviously the newbies to it are going to be using analog sticks. They have been for the last like, decade. But the the OGs that played Pro Skater back in the day, D-pad was basically as good as it got.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um,
1: so yeah, I remember them saying that they've made a special effort to make sure that the D-pad works exactly as you'd probably remember it, because it's just digital inputs. But they've yeah. made a uh, what was it? I think they said they've made it so the analogue stick is just forgiving enough that you don't have to be pinpoint accurate with your your motions. But you do you can't just you know, you can't face roll the analogue stick to do nine hundreds, <laughs> you know? Um so yeah, that sounds pretty exciting that you know they've they've they're making a push to make sure that the the OGs of the series are gonna love it and, you know, take that trip down memory lane and have a blast with it. But also it can bring in a new generation of players because mm-hmm. it isn't blocking them out by being just archaic and old-fashioned so yeah i think it is, we've got it is the nice right to see teams. the way it's going yeah yeah definitely yeah, the, with the right they, team they, behind um, it
2: they did the crash bandicoot um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Phenomenal. uh phenomenal yeah i absolutely loved the crash bandicoot remake. they
2: are a team that if you're doing some kind of remake they are the right team to be doing it yeah. because They just seem to be experts at it. They know what they're doing. They know, well, it's because of these things that we've touched on that they understand, which is the best part. They understand how to modernize and yet keep the feel so they can make improvements and enhancements of the game without making it feel like a new game. They're very conscious of making sure that it not only feels right and feels like it used to, but it also feels natural to the more modern input systems yeah. and things like that. So they are a great team. They are the right yeah. team to be doing it. You can you can
0: tell that they're fans of the games that they've remade and yeah. they understand yeah. they understand gaming from a gamer's perspective.
1: Like I'd be tempted to say a lot of them probably played the originals.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think they did. I think um, especially when they were doing the reveal that they mentioned that quite a lot about how the game used to feel and how you know it should feel now and what they've done to take those kind of steps forward and you can tell that as a company these are these are gamers that have gone into gaming as a career path and development as a career path and you know they are they're the best team to do something like this without a doubt. Yeah. Um and hopefully this is just me reaching but if we can get a remake of underground that would be
2: my life complete american wasteland man yeah i loved american wasteland
0: american wasteland was good
2: underground Two, i think i i don't think i played underground uh just just happened to have never picked it up um at the time i wasn't necessarily buying every new iteration of the game and stuff like that you know i was i was young and oh, i believe was, yeah like <laughs> yeah i, I, I think at the, at the time as well i was i was at an age where i was earning my own money and so i was buying my own games not getting them bought for me yeah but so I was, I was too i was yeah i was i was too young and didn't have enough money that i couldn't just keep buying every new game i wanted so there was a lot of pick and choosing going on and uh, i think sort of underground got left behind for me but underground 2 uh i played i played the hell out of it
0: what was the really story focus driven tony hawks where you created that skater and then it was kind of like becoming a pro i can i can't remember what it was called
1: uh, i'm pretty sure that was underground um maybe underground 2 yeah uh, i know the story was you and your mate you both go pro uh, by taking part in competitions and stuff yeah um, might, but the, the one gets really warm. fucking um the one basically lets the fame go to his head and he steals your footage of jumping over a helicopter the helicopter yeah um God, what and game? then basically uses that to promote himself he ends up being full-blown pro and you get kicked to the fucking curbside and it's you know
2: Got to the story up. about
1: how your you, your so-called mate stabbed you royally in the back and then you go on to become pro anyway, I think, only you do it yeah. in a much better way.
2: <laughs> yeah, a much longer process than made for a good game.
1: <laughs> yeah. because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, the heli jump comes quite early, doesn't it? It's not yeah. that late in the game. And so if that was it, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, that was sick. You're a pro now. <laughs> GG. I think well,
0: <laughs> when, when you think of, like, skating games and everything like that, anybody who's into skateboarding or has played a skateboarding mm-hmm. game like Tony Hawk's, that clip and that part of that game where you you um doing it's the muck twist over the uh helicopter that's iconic
1: it just felt sick to do it well. just it was yes. it was
0: awesome
2: i think God. with the underground series and everything just the oh, the whole getting off the board and walking around yeah and, that was revolutionary things, that was absolutely
0: revolutionary that was so cool they just did everything right with that game, but um, anyway, let's move on because we, you know, we'd end up getting onto Skate and
2: that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. oh, well, one thing I will quickly say, and I know Leechy felt the same way as well, but that quick first screenshot you see as the trailer first started, and it's just the board flipping as the guy's doing a a kickflip. Immediate reaction was Skate, skate Four. Yeah. Um and then it kept going and then you realise oh it's Tony Hawks <laughs> <laughs> they're back boys <laughs> yeah oh, That was so, good
0: so that was uh, that trailer I uh, oh that whole reveal I think was Tuesday this week um and I think we were all expecting because like we uh, you mentioned it didn't you Roost on the day that there was going to be an announcement of a game I thought yeah. none of us knew about and then um, except me. Except for yourself, yeah. And then the following day came, and Summer Game Fest had released something else. Now, I wasn't expecting it. I didn't see it. Oh, did my juices Live. get
2: flowing? I was not expecting what we got, but I was so happy to see it. Oh, We got, essentially, a, a,
0: an engine reveal of Unreal Engine 5. Oh, my God. I don't think I've ever seen anything more beautiful in my life. I wasn't moist. I became a puddle. <laughs> <I> dr- <laughs> <sighs> it was
2: just the best. I, I, the, the technologies they were showing and representing were just phenomenal, uh, very helpful, um, just very good technology, great advancements. And initially, I was thinking, oh, these are going to be some good Unreal Engine 4 upgrades. Like, you know, this is some uh, really nice new technology coming. And then at the end, when they announced that, no, this was a showcase of, like, two of the brand new technologies in Unreal 5 coming 2021, I was just, as a developer, I was just like, oh, my God, I need this (laughs) in my life. I just, I just... Uh, I just don't know process, how I need to make something with
0: you, my precious. I I don't know how they managed to do it, but I swear every like five to ten years, they somehow make gaming look more realistic and just better in every single way. And I say to myself every single time, that's it. That's the peak. It's not getting better than this this is the peak and 5 years later they blow me out of the water every time i mean the, yeah. the lighting
2: technology in lumen, that lumen looks phenomenal I, I, the ability to have lighting that doesn't require to be baked into the scene is groundbreaking it is absolutely revolutionary the oh, capabilities the triangles the technology with that and yeah then the triangles with um Oh, I can't remember what, what they called that package. They just said triangles uh, a lot. Uh, <laughs> Nanite. No, that was it. It was called Nanite. Yeah, uh, good memory, Leech. Yeah, it was uh, It was Nanite was their um, sort of the rendering uh, tech. And they had the, the light rendering, which was Lumen. Nanite was the much more enhanced sort of model uh, generation, being able to port the models in in much higher fidelity. Um, without the need of loads and loads of compression, I I don't understand how they've done it. Um, I hope it is as, as efficient as they made it sound, and you know they didn't have twenty four supercomputers in the background running it <laughs> just to make it look really like. But now, well, they, they had they, they I mean they had the demo running on PS five, um, so e- even still, what they showed did not show the full capabilities. Yeah. Uh, that showed the capabilities of what they can put out onto a console, but what the engine itself can do is will be even bigger.
0: My, my poor PC. I can already see it shedding a tear because <laughs> yeah. it's just going to get wrecked. Um, but it, it just looked so very good. I, uh, how? I, I'll never know. It's uh, just a work of art what they've done. It looks so good. Even, even down to like the, the small details within the engine and like, um, when the bats fly over the character's head and they're flying in a much more fluid and realistic kind of formation forward, um, down to when she's got the light actually in front of that little, um, blue orb of light. Oh yeah. Whilst yeah, it's kind of got like a torchlight at the front of it. She's standing next to a statue at one point, and the statue is glowing blue from the light, but the light itself is not focused on that. That statue, it, it's that kind of detail, that obviously this engine allows, and the performance doesn't seem to be taking such a massive hit because of it. Yeah,
2: I feel like they've managed to take, um, not only introduce some new things that were either not capable of being done with lighting or incredibly difficult and would need a lot of like finessing yeah. to, to get done but they've also taken the things that are possible and but maybe not necessarily very commonly done and just they made it look so it really did. readily doable just so readily available to developers to be able to just yeah, no, this is not something you're going to need to, like, really worry about now. It's just something that it, you're just going to be able to do with ease so you don't have to focus on it now. It's just something that will be done to everything. Everything will be able to just be lit with these objects in a much more fluid, a much more realistic way um, due to the, the lack of needing to to bake it. Yeah,
0: I mean, even down to the the way that everything reacted to the textures, like when she had the torch in that really kind of dark hall, and the light was, whenever she shined a light at one uh, like a swarm of bugs, the bugs moved dependent on the light, but it's not like they just shifted away; they actually moved across the textures, which you don't see a lot in gaming because from a performance perspective, I be, I'm guessing it would take a lot to move a hundred cockroaches over like a statue or over some rubble or something like that this engine seemed to do that with ease and yeah it just it looked so so good so realistic uh, to a point where you actually felt well i felt i was in that situation it just it it looked so realistic it was fantastic
2: oh i i am insanely excited for it unreal engine 4 is a fantastic engine but this just looks next level. Unreal Engine 5 just looks next level. What what the, the
0: guys who create the Unreal engines have done over the years just been incredible. Um, and I think one thing that was definitely glossed over, but uh, Game Ranks, and I know we talk a lot about them on our podcast, but I watched their video of the Unreal Engine 5, and they made a really good point at the end of the video, which wasn't actually said at all during the reveal it's quite glossed over but um they're completely changing the way that they kind of charge royalties now so previously it was if you made three thousand dollars in a quarter you'd have to pay five percent of royalties to the guys they've completely changed that now not they will not charge royalties until that game has made one million dollars wow Jeez, and then... That's, that's even better than Unity's model. Um. Yep. And then they follow the 5% when you're making $3,000 per um, quarter. So what, your oh,
1: first well. million's free and then...
0: Yep. And then they'll only Jeez. charge you again if you're making 3000 per quarter. That is huge. That is so, that is. so big for so many developers think about the amount of you know time and effort people can now put into using that engine like yourself yeah. roost I'm, I'm already guessing you're kind of like you know <laughs> cracking your <laughs> knuckles going oh, oh it's time that oh yeah that's going to open the gate for so many developers to be able to create what they want in an unreal engine
2: yeah i think that's the thing is you expect the the larger royalty fees and Honestly, if, if you're a developer, then you're not against the the royalty fees uh, either when you've got these engines like Unity and and Unreal because of how much they can provide for you. But like I'm currently using uh, an engine called uh, Godot, which is completely free and open source, and I mean completely free. There is never a royalty. You could you could make millions and millions and millions of pounds, and there will never be a royalty. It's completely it's under the uh, MIT license, I believe. Um, but it's a new engine. The, it's not quite as robust. It's a good engine to use. But there's just not as much there done for you. But when you go to things like Unity or Unreal, you realize that the teams behind these engines do so much with the engines is so much put into the engines you just the fact that you can use them for free to develop something is pretty good and so then you know when you start making major money it's like yeah you know to be fair they deserve to earn some of this money because at the end of the day half the work i did on my game was only made easily doable for myself due to what i've been provided by the engine due to what the engine has managed to handle for me um so yeah this change in model is unbelievable yeah i i mean
0: this is just me listening to a video which it was mentioned in about two minutes so there could be a lot more um kind of when you get down into the cracks of it but that's what they're promoting right now in terms of if the game doesn't make a million million dollars over its lifetime then there's no need to pay royalties and then even if it does you'll only have to pay minimum of 5% as soon as you hit $3,000 that yeah, quarter. Yeah,
2: cuz I think um Unity uh, at the moment is uh, free until your game makes 100,000. Mhm. And I can't remember off the top of my head, but I believe then uh it becomes it's either 10 or 30%. Wow, Jesus. That's
0: a big chunk. But yeah. There we go. So um, I think it's a good place to end this episode here. Uh, 51 minutes in. It's been yeah. a very, very good kind of couple of weeks for gaming. There's going to be so much more coming within the next couple of weeks, which I'm sure, you know, we'll, we'll cover some of that here as well. And um, no doubt we're all going to be playing the same games when we come to do this in a few weeks anyway. Uh, no so we'll have to just wait and see. But uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, still listen to us, just talk a bunch of crap and That's um <laughs> <laughs> let us know if you have been watching you know what your what you take on the tony hawks remaster is going to be or remake. sorry you know how did you find the unreal 5 engine itself what are you guys currently playing and um yeah and we'll we'll go from there but for now guys we're gonna leave you to it so keep safe keep well and we'll see you next time toodles
2: see ya